You are now listening to The Gina Lee Nolan Show Hey everyone, it's Gina Lee Nolan Welcome to my podcast Today we're going to talk about food Healthy food Sam Fox has started some of the most incredible restaurants known to man. I think that we've all heard of them. True Foods, Blanco, North, Zinburger, Culinary Dropout, Wildflower, Olive and Ivy. And that is just a few of his many restaurants. One thing I like about walking into Flower Child is it makes me feel good. Everything is so beautiful, so fresh, and we get into all of that. It's such a great story. And that's what I love is hearing how people got into it and what inspired them, what keeps the drive, because it really is about determination and drive in running a restaurant. I was a bus girl, um, so I, I grew up in the business and you really have appreciation of, you know, just hospitality, how people want to be treated. So it, it is a craft. And I'm so happy to have my guest. He is just so incredible. Please welcome Sam Fox. I'm so happy that you're here to get into your story and how this all started. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Um, well, it all started, you know, I grew up in the restaurant business. I'm a third generation restaurant tour. You know, my dad's, uh, my mom's dad was in the restaurant business. Then my father was in the restaurant business. So all my life when I was growing up, I was always around restaurants and my parents had some restaurants that were more mom and pop based. And yeah. we, uh, I was born in Chicago, but I grew up in Tucson and, um, most of my restaurant career early on was in Tucson when I was a child. And, um, I would spend, uh, plenty of days and nights in the restaurant after school. Uh, my parents had a restaurant that served, uh, had, it was a, had mariachis and they'd go to one o'clock on Friday and Saturday night. And I remember as a, as a 12, 13 year old, I would be sleeping in the office until they were done at work and get in the car and go home with them at, you know, one o'clock at night. And so my whole life, like I said, and then, uh, I would, um, go into the restaurant during the day afterwards and there'd, probably 40 booths in the restaurant and I take out all the booths and try and track down some loose change that would fall out of people's <laughs> pockets. And so I had a little early entrepreneurial bug that yeah. bit me and I was, I was driven by, uh, you know, wanting to make a little bit of money along the way. So, sure. um, went to school at the university of Arizona. Um, my parents said, whatever you do, you're not going to go into the restaurant business. They wanted me to get a, a degree and I went to school for real estate finance. Oh. And, um, so while I was studying school at the university of Arizona, real estate finance after my freshman year, my parents moved away to Florida. And so I was living on my own. And, um, while I was living on my own, I was kind of getting a little more disenchanted with school. Right. And, uh, I wound up getting an internship, uh, in, in Tucson one summer at, uh, um, a commercial real estate firm to kind of help with my degree. And while I was doing that, I had a pretty, 
sort of uh, aggressive mentor or person that I interned for. And I was doing a lot of work that really had nothing to do with the real estate finance business. So right. um, I would go get lunch, go get the dry cleaning, do all these things. One day he sent me to um, his house and told me to go to ask his wife needed a favor. I went over to the house, knocked on the door and the wife asked me to change her flat tire on her car. And it was the middle of July in Tucson and oh probably about, probably about 110 degrees out. And with that, um, with that, I, uh, changed the tire. The pavement was probably about 150 that day ruined, ruined my clothes. I was a little khakis and white shirt on like a little preppy, Mm -hmm. uh, intern was in college. And, um, I got in my car an hour later, all sweaty, clothes ruined, drove back to the real estate firm and walked in the door and told the gentleman that I quit, got in my car and I, told myself I was never going to work for anybody ever again. And, uh, to this day I haven't, I was 20 at the time, wound up dropping out of school and opening up a restaurant in Tucson. And, uh, you know, spent three years running that business when I was young from 21 to 24, thought I knew everything about the restaurant business and realized I knew nothing mm-hmm. about business. I always knew things about hospitality and mm-hmm. how to take care of people and how everybody was, but I really didn't understand that there was actually a business that went into making uh, business be successful. So I spent three years running a business with no money, bouncing checks, not sure if I was going to really be open and and um, through uh, a lot of hard work, some help helped through some vendors and mentors of mine, helped me through um, the first couple of years, turned a business that was really turned around, made nothing into something that was going really, really well. This was in 1992 and wound up selling that business. Yeah, selling that business three years later for, cost me $40,000 to open. I think I lost (laughs) $40,000 our first year. Broke even the second year, started to make a little bit of money, but sold the business this last year for $500,000. And so that was a, yeah, it was a, it was a, it turned out to be pretty good. So kind of fast forward where today, um, had a few restaurants before Wildflower, opened up Wildflower in Tucson in 1998, um, had a great experience. We were successful out of the gate. Then we had another restaurant in Tucson called Bistro Zen, which is now Zen Burger. Mm. And then kind of fast forward, my wife, who was going to school at the U of A, wound up, we wound up getting married in Tucson and mm. wound up moving back up to Phoenix in 2000. And kind of fast forward, we've opened up over 100 restaurants today. We have 14 brands. We've sold a few things along the way, like sauce and true food. And um, we've continued to sort of evolve our business from a restaurant group in Tucson to Phoenix to the Southwest to now more of a regional and national player. We're in 13 states all the way from city, cities like Philly all the way to San Diego to Miami to Atlanta to Dallas to Los Angeles. That's so, incredible. Um, yeah, we've had a pretty good run. Oh, for sure. But it takes having the knowledge. I know you said that you didn't really know anything about the business side of it. Um, yep. You knew how to treat people. You knew how people wanted to be treated. But... Yet it's trial and error. And I think that's what people need to know is when we're starting out at anything, uh, you know, there's always a little failure and a, a learning curve, but it's just not giving up. That's important. Correct. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a grind and, you know, everyone has great dreams and great vision and 
sometimes you get to them, sometimes you don't, but you got to pick yourself up every day and figure out uh, how to make it work. I always relied only, you know, I relied on a lot of friends and had some help, but really I was responsible for my success and I was Mm -hmm. responsible for my failure. When I talk to a lot of people today and they're not successful in some things and they like to place the blame amongst a lot of other people instead of themselves. And Mm -hmm. those situations might be true and you might not have the greatest path all the time, but I think you create your own situation, you create your own success, and you create your own failure. Right. What made you get into the health and wellness restaurants? Because I think, I mean, you've, you've always been ahead of your time. Uh, yeah. In, in, I mean, with True Foods and Flower yeah. Child. Yeah. And so early on, um, you know, we were uh, opening restaurants like Zen Burger, which were, you know, burgers and French fries. And, you know, we had Olive and Ivy and we had a lot of restaurants and spending a lot of time in the restaurants. You know, this was call it, I would say, 10, 11, 12 years ago. People would come up to us and say, oh, do you have a gluten free item or do you have this item or do you have a, you know, there wasn't a lot of vegan people that were a lot of questions. It was more like, do you have vegetarian items? And so, right. you know, th- those things stuck to me as we started to talk to a lot of guests. And then one day I got a call from um, a, a gentleman in Tucson, Dr. Andrew Weil, who mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. And Very well. A lot of names. And, yep. And so Andy, um, Andy's business partner called me and hadn't grown up in Tucson. Um, I, I knew Andy and Andy knew my restaurants and Andy um, had an idea and wanted to get into the restaurant business. And so with that, um, you know, we spent some time getting to know each other a little bit more and figuring out if we could take some of his ideas and put it into a restaurant. So, um, Andy, I went down, Andy cooked some food for me. We talked a lot about food. Andy is really, really knowledgeable when it comes to food. So, um, I was really intrigued by his, um, sort of his knowledge. And so I, Andy prodded me in the direction of health mm-hmm. and, uh, we formed a partnership and opened true food. Um, and I feel like we're sort of the first ones that were in the market that mm. has, you know, we were early on the kale game, you know, Andy had an incredible kale salad and, you know, 11, 10, 11 years ago, um, uh, he goes, oh, I want you to try this kale salad. And I had this vision in my mind of kale salad, that's not going to work. That's not going to sell. And so there was a lot of convincing and we spent a lot of time going back and forth and taking his ideas and then taking what I do best is creating and coming up with, you know, what we would call a successful restaurant. And so we opened our first one at the Biltmore uh, 10 years ago. And, you know, today there's 27 of them. I have sold my position in True Food uh, at Store 20. The company we groomed and built a whole great management team and they've added so much to it, um, is still in Phoenix. And um, they're off to the races. I think they're going to continue to grow and change the way and people look and eat at food from a health perspective and the way people want to eat. So excited for the future of true food. Now, along the way, uh, we we know how popular and how accessible fast casual became. Right. You know, we had early, we were early to fast casual sauce as well, and uh, with that, we took our knowledge and applied that to uh, Flower Child, which is healthy fast casual. And so, right. um, we're now up to 18 units of that, and we're in seven states and continue to grow that brand. And um, we've had a lot of success with that. So, you know, it's just ways people's lifestyles are changing. Uh, we've got a lot of demand, and a lot of people are eating differently than they used to. Right. And um, so we are trying to provide that opportunity for them. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it, with millennials and, and trying to find uh, people to work in, in your restaurants with your drive and your passion and your standards, did you find that hard to find the right fit 
uh, because every time I go into any of your restaurants, I always feel that customer service is just A+. plus. Yeah, you know, I think it's a cultural thing. And so we try and attract and train and, and retain, you know, employees that share the same vision that we do. And for instance, Flower Child, you know, that has been a lot of people's first job. And so we think mm-hmm. that's a great training ground. And, you know, we have a lot of 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds and 17-year-olds and people in high school are going to college. And so we, we, we look for people that are, you know, we have one word, we want you to be happy. And so particularly a flower child. And so that's how we built the whole brand. And with all that, we got young, bright, fresh, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of wide eyed kids that are excited to learn and to train. And yeah, it's hard work and hopefully it's rewarding and gratitude towards service is something that we're really, really stressed to our our team. We provide a great uh, environment and, you know, it starts with us as well as leaders within the business to set that standard for our our employees and in return, hopefully the guest feels that, which as you sure they do. But, you know, I think it all starts with culture and training, treating Mm -hmm. them the right way. So they want to treat the guests the right way. And so we've really worked on our culture of taking care of it always used to be early on in my career was always about the guests, 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 and then, you know, and then, you know, there was sort of a a change of the last sort of seven, eight, nine years of, okay, we really need to take care of the employees because those are the people that are taking care of the guests. And so we work hard at it every day. And this is something we talk about and it's something that we're proud of and something that we have almost 5,000 employees that really work at every single day to make it great. Yeah. Well, you're doing something right because yeah, like I said, every time I come in there, I mean, they're just out. How is everything? They come by the table and, and flower child does feel like, you know, you're in line and it is kind of, I don't want to say a fast food, uh, sort of, uh, restaurant, but it, it is, it's one of these where you, you, you know, you line up, you, uh, order, yep. sit down, but even though you do wait and what have you, people come around and they and they're just so cheerful and 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 they look healthy your staff looks looks healthy i'm like oh my gosh she's gorgeous or he's wow yeah you know it's just elevated fast casual and you know we think human interaction is really really important so we want to have a little bit of that extra step and that connection to our guests and to our community and things like that so that's one of the things that we uh, continue to uh to to work on now do you get back there in the kitchen and just create the menus or the dishes who is responsible for making for instance my favorite one of my favorite dishes mother earth and I can get yeah, into true know. foods. That's another whole menu. But yeah, wow. you know, who creates that? We have a we have a great chef team. So um, a lot of our brands have, you know, brand chefs, and are unique to that. All the restaurants have chefs. But above that, at our at our level at Fox Restaurant Concepts, there's about eight people that work within the culinary team. Um, our our chef partner and the whole company gentleman named Clint who drives all that. Clint and I work closely together all the time. We work on the menus. Mm-hmm. We work on the food. We work on the seasonal changes. You know, I'm always driving him to work on things. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. always a lot of push and pull and, you know, execution. Can we do this right? Supply chain, you know, seasonality, you know, does it fit within what we need to do? And so there's a lot of thought that goes into all of that. And, you know, we're changing the menu three to five times a year and yeah. think about we have, you know, we have 10 or 12 different brands. And so, 
you know, sometimes we're having 60, 70, 80 menu changes throughout the whole system. And so there's a lot of work, a lot of eating, a lot of testing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we've been doing it together for a long, long time. So we have a great working relationship. Right. We really understand each other. And, you know, we listen a lot to our guests, what they're asking for and feedback. And, right. you know, we take our sort of our, our egos out of it. And mm. we want to put out a great, you know, great food on the plate that people really want to eat. Right. Have you had trouble acquiring and getting your, your produce and your meats and uh, the organic fresh? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How is that? Supply process? chain is always something that we're working on. Yeah. And, you know, as we go and we open restaurants in DC, it's a little bit different than opening restaurants in San Diego. So right. we've had to make some menu adjustments, some seasonality adjustments. You know, the growing seasons are, slow, are are shorter in some areas. And so that's forced us. So we're learning a lot about how to grow a business mm-hmm. on a sort of on a national scale. And, and supply chain is something that is challenging to growing a business like that, and especially what we're trying to accomplish. So we continue to work at it. And and we're continuing to get better at it and um, something that we're, we're, we're trying to make better for us and for our guests and our employees all the time. Right. You and your family, what's what's your favorite restaurant thus far? You know, we eat at Flower Child on a regular basis, I <laughs> so would say, I. like three three to five <laughs> times a week. Um, yeah. It's it, You know, it's kind of, you know, the other day it was kind of embarrassing. My wife was busy at home and, you know, we live right by Flower Child. She had door dashed flower child or postmates flower child to the house and i was like okay well not only did we pay for that but then we paid for delivery service it was like you know and she goes i just i I couldn't get to there and so flower child somewhere we gravitate towards on a regular basis you know we go to the henry a lot um you know we have a henry in west hollywood now and we have a henry in dallas now so um but we're at the henry in phoenix a lot we brunches are, are one of our favorite things to do on weekends here um and then you know, if we want something indulgent, you know, we'll go over to North and grab some pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, all, all the all, all the restaurants we love. Um, you know, we got chicken the other night from Dobird, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of have my favorite dish at every little restaurant. So yeah. what will happen is I'll be thinking about what I want, and that will drive us to what restaurant we wind Where up eating at. Go. I've yeah, never, I've never yeah. been to the Henry. You've never been to the I Henry? I've never been to the Henry. Wow. And I am bound and determined it's time. Like after talking what? to you, I'm just, yeah. 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 It's probably our most, one of our most popular restaurants. And yeah. so the Henry's been, um, you know, we do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, brunch on weekends. So it, it gets used in so many different ways it's mm-hmm. in the neighborhoods. And it's, you know, like I said, it's lunch, it's a dinner meeting, it's a glass of wine for a happy hour. In the morning, you grab your coffee and get, you know, on your way, great sort of quinoa breakfast burrito or, or you know, a dinner. Right. You know, we have a incredible Korean skirt steak, great cocktail. So it has a little bit of something for everybody. Right. And um, it gets, you know, I see people in the Henry five, six days a week. It's crazy. Well, it just sounds so prestigious. The name, the Henry. It's very <laughs> regal and very, right. like, to me, I have, because I haven't been, I'm going to walk in there and just be, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people are dressed up. People are in their workout gear. People are in, you know, right. we have, you. it runs as a neighborhood place that come, people come like it. they're in the neighborhood before, after work, during work, before, after drop off kids at school, you know, girls getting together for happy hour. I mean, right. it has a little, has such a wide range of guests that use it and how they use it. And so you have a good happy hour there. Yeah. Oh. Great. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you'll see me bellied up <laughs> at the bar. 
There you go. What's yeah, I, I look forward to it because I've heard so much about it. What is the first thing that you ever cooked? The first thing that I ever cooked where you probably, were like, Oh my gosh, this is like passion. Oh, when I well, I, like as a kid, I used to like make uh, you know, um, um, Stouffer's. Okay, the, that doesn't the, count. The, the frozen. No, well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to get to <laughs> okay, it. Okay. I'm going to get to it. So, like the frozen pizza that were like, like on it was like on a pizza bread. The Stouffer's frozen pizza. And mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I'd come home from school, and uh, those would be in there. And you know, we didn't have microwaves. It was sort of like the toaster oven had to heat up. Kind of took forever, and it was frozen, and it took forever, and it was it was you know I, I loved it. So, I think that. Um, I came home one day and there was none, there wasn't one in the freezer. So I had to improvise and, you know, I I would kind of make, I had to get out some sauce and then I don't know if there was like bacon or something in there and cheese, grated the cheese and got out some bread. And so, you know, I improvised. And so, you know, I would cook a a lot after school when I was a little kid, you know, my parents were, like I said, they were at the restaurant. So that sort of drove me to that. But then when I had my first restaurant, when I, when I mentioned in 92, um, I wasn't really, you know, an accomplished cook by any means. And I had a great guy that wound up being, I wouldn't call him a chef, but he was an incredible cook that worked at an amazing restaurant in New York. And he was traveling from New York um, to LA and he wound up, his car broke down in Tucson and he wound up coming to work for me for a year at this restaurant. And so the food, and he worked at Windows on the World in New York City. Wow. And he had a great pedigree. And so, you know, my place, my first place was a little sports bar and we had, you know, the division was like, you know, a burger and French fries. And he wound up having great chicken paillard and this great salmon dish on the menu, well elevated food for what it should be. And so about a month into business, um, his name was Lou and Lou and I got into this fight. And in the middle of this fight in the kitchen, he broke his arm. And so Lou, I couldn't afford another (laughs) cook. And so Lou sat on a bar stool and for about three months, I was his hands. And so he really taught me how to cook. And so I uh-huh. cooked every day in my first restaurant for three months. And so I still don't consider myself a chef, but having that knowledge and really having that sort of base, and I've been cooking ever since, right. but having that knowledge and having a base and having a guy sitting next to me for three months, teaching me how to cook, who was very accomplished was sort of also a great foundation for being able to be in the business that I am today. Yeah. What a great story. Like you were actually, yeah. after the fight, you were forced to cook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and with culinary dropout, I just assumed yeah. with the name that yeah. you were in culinary school and you were a dropout. No, I was a college dropout. <laughs> I'm a college dropout from yeah. U of A. And what, what it was this kind of, it was when we opened culinary dropout, I don't know, I think we're, you know, nine, 10 years now there, right. the original one, you know, all these chefs were opening these restaurants. They were taking themselves so seriously and so mm-hmm. fancy. And, and I was like, you know, get over yourself exactly. and, you know, Hey, no, no substitutions. And this is how I want it. And mm-hmm. no salt and pepper shakers on the table. And I was like, give me a break. And right. so culinary dropout was sort of just a jab at like yeah. how, you know, how the industry became, was becoming so fancy. And if you fast forward today, it's also, it's gone exactly with the way culinary dropout has all these fancy chefs have wanted to get into something more casual and the people don't eat exactly like that all the time now. And so, um, I think we were a little bit ahead of our curve on that as well. I know you had a love for the business and for the restaurant business. Yeah. 
at an early age. I mean, I, you were kind of thrusted. Like you said, you'd fall asleep in the office. I mean, that's on something like what I did growing up and then busting tables and really learning, um, how to smile when people are rude. Right. <laughs> yep. And they're always right. Yep. Um, yeah, until they leave. And it's like, Arr! but did you always kind of, did you always know or foresee this passion into uh, the restaurant business? Or did you ever think you were going to get this far into it? No, it was always, it's sort of, you know, it just, you know, I still wake up today. I can't believe where I'm sitting and, and, and the business that mm. we built. And it's amazing. And, and we feel very grateful for that. Um, and, you know, like I said, it was, my parents were trying to get me out of the business, not into the business. So mm -hmm. as I gravitated towards the business, you know, I, I love the business. I love hospitality. I love, you know, mm -hmm. we, you know, I, I, my, I do so many different facets of work every single day besides the food and besides the service and the hospitality, you know, I'm running a company and with a lot of people yeah. and, uh, you know, we've opened up, uh, you know, over a hundred restaurants and we make real estate deals and we do design and we do architecture. Um, you know, and so mm -hmm. there's such a, multi range of my day of what goes into it. And so I, I'm fascinated about a lot of the things that I get to learn and, and continue to get better at all the time. So, um, it keeps me excited. I wake up every day excited to do what I do. I, like I said, I'm humbled by our, yeah. our success. And, and then I look back a long time ago and if you would have thought, where I was today, I would have never have even come close to thinking right. about it. that was never the plan. There wasn't a plan. And that's why I think maybe it's worked out the way it has because yeah. it just happened organically. And, you know, one thing led to another and one success led to another. And so we just were able to capitalize it. And then if you really look around, we have an amazing amount of great people that have been here a long time. We just celebrated three or four people have been here 20 years at that first restaurant in wow. Tucson at, at Wildflower. And just, you know, having to being able to build other people's careers and being able to grow the company and, and, and sharing in the success with so many people has been, uh, like I said, uh, something we never would have thought of happened. Yeah. I kind of understand because during my career uh, in TV, I probably quit each show three times right, right. <laughs> i was like why is that this is just, why did you, yeah this is overwhelming uh -huh. it's too much at once yep. like and i and really i just didn't feel like comfortable with the process right. or the success because it happened so fast but um it's interesting looking back i mean they never let me quit i mean i i you know I was never let out of a contract, right, so, right. Um, which uh, today I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, but it, it's interesting. It's almost like when you just don't take yourself too seriously right. and it's all about the people yep. and taking care of others. It's, it's almost like, I, like the karmatic wheel or just being kind to people. Sure. It, it does come around. Well, the restaurant business will humble you. That's for sure. And so oh. you, you get thick skin and you have to be humbled. And so you just sort of yes. like, and you know what? We're in our business. We have to perform every single day. We don't get to take days yeah. off and it's lunch and then no. tonight it's dinner and then tomorrow it's lunch. And so you get judged and, you know, it's one of the few things that you purchase on a daily basis that you're an expert on. You know, I might buy a car or an iPhone or something like that. I'm trying to figure it out. But when you eat and you put the food in your mouth, you know exactly whether you like that or not. And so are we get not, constant yeah. feedback from our guests all the time. And so that will humble you. That definitely will. Right. 
Yeah. What do you see um, in the next five to 10 years as far as your growth and in, in other projects and restaurants? Yeah, you know, we, we try not to look that far out, to be honest with you. We try and look mm-hmm. at, you know, call it one to two year cycles. We're not, you know, mm-hmm. five or 10 year people. Um, we, we, we like to let things happen a little more organically. We're going to continue mm-hmm. to grow Flower Child. I think Flower Child is going to become a national platform for us. And, oh. you know, our goal is to, you know, do five to six, seven of those a year right now. Um, we'll continue to evolve our business around um, around the country, uh, a little bit less in the Southwest and more into sort of a regional national player, as we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, we'll, we'll create some new brands. Um, we'll continue mm-hmm. to get better at what we do every single day. That's always also something we work on. You know, it's always easy to look forward, but you know, we have to focus on uh, the existing brands that we have to make those restaurants continue to be great. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our goal really every day is just get a little bit better. So we, we, we that's sort of the path that we, we walk every single day. Well, when I walk into, uh, Flower Child. I go there probably, I mean, the most. True Foods, Flower Child. Uh-huh. But with Flower Child, I always see these great little sayings. Like, don't take yourself so serious. Or, right. or whatever it yeah. is. Are you being you? And I, I always take snap these little pictures <laughs> here and there. Are you involved with with these sayings and with the, the concept of the way it's built out? Sure. Yeah. Well, I do. I, I work, I, I do all the design work and, and we talk a lot about the marketing and we have a great marketing mm-hmm. team and we have great operators and things like that. But yes, I'm intimately involved with everything and everything that we do at every restaurant that we have. So yeah, you know, yeah. We're, we're just trying to remind you of, you know, you know, why are you there? What's going on? But really the whole restaurant, you know, it, you know, was based on one word and it was happy. We wanted you to feel better. Yeah. We, we wanted you to feel better when you walked out before you walked in. And so it's a little cliche. It sound, could sound a little cheesy, but it's really, really word, you know? So, you know, healthy food for a happy world is really, is our tagline. And, you know, whatever's going on in the world, good, bad, and different, whatever you, you know, whatever yeah. you believe in, whatever your thoughts mm-hmm. are, you know, we just want you to come in and we want you to feel great when you left. And maybe someone said hi to you. Maybe someone said thank you. Maybe you ate something that you really right. enjoyed. Um, and so the place is fresh, bright, airy. Um, hopefully, like mm-hmm. you said, everyone has a smile on their face. Hey, we have bad days too, just like everybody else. We're not, oh, yeah, geez. we're not perfect. Oh we're not perfect, but, um, you know, I think we, uh, you know, we work really hard at trying to, you know, make it better. And like I said, make it a happier place for everybody. Oh, thank you. And of course, the food is excellent. I've never had a time where I've been at one of your restaurants where uh, something's been off or or any of that. So it's it's just so delicious. Thank you. In every way. And that's I'm going to have to door dash today. Flower child. So it's funny your <laughs> wife did that. <laughs> so I'm like double paying. Yeah. But it's like, you know, whatever. I did uh, uh, speak to my brother, who's a chef and my sister, who's been in the business forever, uh, the restaurant business. And my brother's in Pebble Beach and, you know, I just, I was on the phone. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to be talking to Sam Fox. And is there any questions that you, that you would ask? And my brother's like, well, the freshness, you know, the, the food and uh, does it change? Does the menu change uh, because of that? Because he's just, 
he's been in, he's been a chef. So he understands the whole, the whole system. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they were so excited to bring up certain questions and more about the business side of it. Yeah. Than me where I just, am like, okay, what's, what's next on the menu? Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. That, that's where I'm at. But I just thank you so much for, for being on and, and you know what, you're, you're truly an inspiration for the next generation coming up. My son is 22 and he's in London. And I think he said something about there was a Zinberger somewhere overseas. Is that correct? On the East Coast. We have we have a whole bunch of Zimmers. Okay. I have an East Coast partner that has some in New York and New Jersey. I think they're in Florida, North Carolina as well. So maybe he saw a Zimberger on the East Coast. Okay. That, yeah, that's that's possible. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. that's That's, you know, that's nice to hear. You know, we're, you know, we're... We have so many young people. We try and lead by example. And, you know, some Mm -hmm. people want to work hard. Some people don't want to work hard. Some people want to, Mm -hmm. you know, people a little bit. There's, you know, a quick and short attention span of some of the youth. And so this business is not something that you can do quickly and easily. This is hard work. It takes some time. It's repetition. It's understanding what you're trying to accomplish. And so I think there's great discipline in what we do. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. think the restaurant business is for everybody. Um, but I do think, but I do think, I think I always encourage everyone to have their kids work in a restaurant, whether it's, you know, a bus boy, a bus girl, a hostess, you know, a cook, a Mm -hmm. dishwasher, a server, just, I think it's a great sort of, um, you know, uh, a, a great sort of snapshot of life. You know, there's good and there's bad mm-hmm. and there's feedback and your highs and your lows. Mm-hmm. And there's so much going on in a day. You get so exposed to so much that it's, I think, a great sort of place to spend a summer, spend a semester and mm-hmm. just sort of seeing sort of how people treat you because some people treat you great, some people treat you bad and, and how you feel mm-hmm. like that when you're getting treated bad or good. And so all those things are... How you react. Yep, exactly. I think all those things are great foundations for um, how some people can grow their career, live their life, how they're as a, as a father, as a, as, a, as a mother, as a sister, as an employer, as an employee. So great sort of um, good first job, great place to sort of get some great training wheels. Well, it kind of uh, sets you up for life because really whatever you do, whatever business you're you're in, that's the truth. I mean, there's always going to be good people. There's always going to be the ones that are complaining or, or what have you. And it's how you deal with each individual person and what you take away uh-huh. uh, from it. It, it is really, it's just life lessons. Sure is every day. Yeah. Every day, 24 seven. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Anyway, thank you, Sam, for, for being on. And I appreciate and it. Listen, I'm going to be heading to the uh, to the Henry. We'll look for you. So, Do you recommend anything on the on the menu? Well, at lunch, there's a club sandwich that I think is fantastic. And then at dinner, um, I get the Korean skirt steak over double fried rice, which is sort of my to go mm-hmm. my go to there um, in the morning. The quinoa breakfast burrito, mm. I think is one of the best items in the whole company. Um, you know, and then I get my coffee here every morning as well. So there's a lot of, I, I don't think you go wrong with anything. Well, that was Sam Fox. And I want to thank him for his time. It, it was incredible to hear his story as a child, you know, kind of growing up in, in the industry and, and really falling in love with the concept of, of starting his own restaurant in 92 after going to college and doing what he did and, and really, I guess, realizing that that isn't what he wanted to do. That wasn't his life path or his passion and starting his, his first restaurant and, 
really learning. I think failure, he learned so much out of that. But in the end, it was a, a success. He went on to open up Wildflower in 98. And the rest is history. His restaurants are first class, the best service, the best food, everything is fresh. I walk away feeling good. And I will be going to the Henry, by the way. I really look forward to that experience. So I want to thank him for encouraging others who are possibly just getting out of culinary school or have the ambition and drive to open their own restaurant. Anything is possible. And at the end of the day, never give up, never give in, and always follow your passion. I'd like to talk about Sam's charity, Feed the Soul. You can make donations at donations at foxrc.net. Donations at foxrc.net. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at Gina Lee Nolan and on Facebook at Thyroid Sexy. And until we meet again, please be kind to one another. Peace. <laughs>